0: Yet all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and the only son who came from the father full of grace and truth.
1: I wonder what you picture, what you are thinking about as you sit and listen to carols, as you join in with the familiar words. I wonder what you are thinking about as you hear that so familiar story retold, all the readings we've heard before all the readings we will continue to hear again and again. We know the Christmas story, but what are you thinking about as you hear the words? I wonder how you imagine that first Christmas. I wonder how you see it fitting into your everyday life now. What relevance does that story have on your life today? I wonder what you see when you look into the manger. Lots and lots of questions. But what I want us to spend a short time this evening thinking about is that last one. When you look into the manger, what do you see? Do you see a vulnerable baby? That's the obvious one, isn't it? A tiny baby lying there in a manger because there was no room in Bethlehem. A newborn, born in difficult circumstances, born out of wedlock. So, already a problematic family situation. A baby that's tiny, fragile, dependent on his parents. Is that what you see when you look into the manger? A baby who is vulnerable. Is that how we understand God? Vulnerable? What about this? Political. Jesus is soon going to become a refugee. The bit we don't put into our children's nativities is the fleeing to Egypt in order to save Jesus' life. Because Herod, as we sang in one carol, was to have all those under two-year-old boys killed. And so Jesus and Mary and Joseph flee to Egypt and end up as refugees. And even once it's safe to return, they don't go back home. They go back to Nazareth, an obscure town. It's in Galilee where they've come from Judea. But it's safer there. It's obscure. Nobody will see them there. They can be safe. And politics will surround this baby and continue as he grows into a man. Because Jesus grows to be a political activist. He preaches a gospel that is challenging to the authorities, challenging to the understanding reason of the day, challenging to the Jewish people. He mixes with the wrong sort. He does healing on the Sabbath. He breaks the rules. He is so challenging that he dies as a result. Do we look into the manger and see a political activist? Is that how we understand God? The light of the world, the candles burning around. They bring us hope and dark Winters, evenings, the single flame flickering that even in the darkest place suggests that there is hope at the end of the day. That light in the darkness that cannot be extinguished, that final reading. In him was life and that life was the light of all. Jesus, the light, is that what we see? when we look into the manger. Because if that is the case, then what that means is that we can know life in all its fullness. So even in our darkest moments, we find hope, we find meaning in him. A light shining in our lives. Is that what we see when we look in the manger? Is that how we understand God. What about saviour of the world? Words we use quite happily in church. God so loved the world that he sent his son to live on earth so that everyone who believes in him can know eternal life. Because the story tells us that God knew from the very beginning that this would happen. The New Testament is not A P.S. to what happened before. To the sense of the script went wrong and we had to start again. From the very beginning, God knew that he would send his son to live on earth. God planned for that baby to be born. So that he would grow and live among us and show us who God is. And ultimately he would die for us. So that we could have a living relationship with God the Father. A saviour, a lord, a king. Is that what we see when we look in the manger? Is that how we understand God? Because the final word I want us to look at is this, Emmanuel. Again, it's a good churchy word. But what it means is God is with us. As we look into the manger, it's so easy to forget that it's God we are looking at. God chose to come and dwell with us. That is the word that is used. He came to dwell. But it means that he came to live on earth. God left his heavenly home to come to live in squalor on earth in the mess of humanity with us he came to pitch his tent is another understanding he moved into the neighborhood in the form of a human being jesus and yes it's hard to get our heads around that what does that truly mean that god is in heaven and yet he's on earth at the same time father and son together as well as spirit it is so complex and yet it is true But as we sing the carols and as we hear again the story of the nativity, what we are remembering is the story of God. It doesn't stay as the baby. And it's so easy to move beyond Christmas and to forget all about it. And Jesus and God stay fixed in the nativity story. And yet when we look into the manger, we are looking face to face at God who chose to come and live among us. Who chose to come and be vulnerable. God, the creator, the mighty one, chose to come and be dependent on others. To be a vulnerable baby. Who came to be political and challenging. Not necessarily a gentle Jesus, meek and mild, that we like to think of but one who came to challenge and who continues to challenge. And if we don't hear a challenging word from God, we're not hearing him properly. He offers us light so that we can know the truth of his life within us. As we follow him, he leads us to good places. And his presence with us is constant and a God who chose to come and die for us because of his great love for us. So I wonder this Christmas, as you sing the carols, you might sing them again at other services. As you hear the story, however you might hear that again this year, I wonder if you might metaphorically or even physically come and kneel Come and kneel at the manger and look in awe and wonder at the living God who means everything to us and who longs to know our love for him. Listen again to the final words of that last reading. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right To become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will. But children born of God. The greatest gift we can ever receive is to become a child of the living God. And I wonder whether you might hear that invitation again fresh, for the first time. The invitation to accept that Jesus is the Son of God. And that once we see him for who he truly is, we can live in the reality of who we have been made to be. We can live in the reality of being loved children of God. And we can walk day by day in his glory, for the rest of our life. Amen.